0: You are listening to the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast, where we discuss how to find ultimate intimacy in your relationship. We believe that no matter how many years you've been married, you can achieve passion, romance, happiness, and ultimate intimacy at any stage of your life. Join us as we talk to not only marriage experts, but couples just like yourself and people who are just flat out fun. The Ultimate Intimacy Podcast is for couples who have a good relationship but
1: want to make it even better. Hi, uh, and welcome to episode 86 of the Ultimate Intimacy Podcast. We're Nick and Amy, and we're excited to be here today.
0: We are getting closer to a 100 and we're gonna have to do something big when we hit 100
1: oh we're gonna be celebration yeah we'll do a big one we'll do do a big one on the 100 episodes so should we do we have anything funny to share with our audience of anything that happened over the weekend
0: (laughs) (sighs) i don't know where you're going with that there's a lot of stuff that happened
1: well we hope we Uh, hope each one of you had a good weekend uh we had a we had a very interesting one. So, um, anyways, we'll leave thanks, it at that. Thanks to
0: extended family. <laughs> thanks
1: to extended family. Yeah. So, anyways, um, we'll get into the today's topic. Uh, today's topic is signs you may be falling out of love. Um, we know that about fifty percent of marriages end in divorce, and be, you know, obviously, there's a lot of reasons that they happen in there's a lot of reasons that marriage fail in divorce, but I think it really comes down to falling out of love. Don't you
0: agree? Yeah. And I, I mean, you think about it, like um, whether it's financial or lack of sexual intimacy, like the two big things, like usually those things happen because that you're falling out of love. Like it all just kind of step stems from not doing enough in your marriage. To keep the passion alive, right? That's usually why you have deeper issues that cause divorce.
1: And Amy and I have experienced this in our marriage. And we will share our experience with it as well. But
0: I've never fallen out of love with you. Maybe
1: not completely. But I think a lot of couples, just things change in their life. They kind of get in a rut. They stop doing the things they were doing when they were dating. And marriage just kind of gets like... Oh, we're just two people living together. I think a lot of marriages feel like that. Oh,
0: for sure. Oh, for sure.
1: And I I also feel, and this is just my opinion, you guys share what you think, but I also feel like a lot of people believe that if, oh, when I fall in love, love is a feeling. And when I fall in love, I'm always going to be in love because it's a feeling that I'm always going to have. And I don't believe that. I believe love is something just like anything else you have to work really hard at. To stay in love or you know you can have different levels of love if you're not working hard at things your love can diminish and if you're working harder at things you can gain a stronger love for for each other and um i agree you know so i think again oftentimes we just think oh we're in love we're going to be in love forever and that's that's a that's a fault
0: that's what everyone thinks when they first fall in love and everything is so magical we had this discussion this weekend it just doesn't stay that way unless you put a whole lot of effort into it on both sides.
1: Yeah, so we'll talk about some of those things today as well. Um, so, you know, we'll we'll just, I guess, jump right into this podcast and share our thoughts. And hopefully can be a podcast that helps a lot of people. So, first we'll talk about signs that you may be falling out of love. If you're experiencing these in your life... Um, these are, these are some signs to be aware of. And I think the first one is lack of communication.
0: Well, we always talk about that. But yeah, that's it's very easy to do, especially if you get too busy to talk to each other.
1: What did you notice? So the, when we were going through what we were going through, how did you notice our communication maybe stopping or, or lacking?
0: Communication will stop when you start to think that your spouse is not listening to you then you kind of withdraw and you're like well I'm not even gonna keep expressing myself to you if you're just not even gonna do anything about it that's kind of what happened with us like I I tried to keep telling you how I was feeling and I just felt like it wasn't listened to I don't feel like you really heard me and so I kind of got to a point where I just kind of was like eh do I even need to say it yeah. yeah,
1: Or if you seem disinterested, like if your spouse sure. is talking to you and you're kind of thinking about other things and not paying attention, that, that can send a clear message too if you're acting disinterested. You're like, why am I even wasting my time? You That's, don't even care. Yeah. So
0: disinterested it, or distracted. Distracted. Yeah. Because if you're like sitting on your phone, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to talk to you. You're busy. Obviously something's and that, more important. And that, and
1: that just seems to steamroll too. Mm-hmm. The more that happens, the less communication happens. So in our relationship, I think um we kind of swept a lot of things under the rug. And we're just like, oh, we aren't gonna talk about these things because they are going to, you know, cause an argument or an issue. And so we we just stopped talking about things and it was almost like, oh, the less we say the better.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, in
1: a lot in in some areas. I think right? that you
0: wanted to sweep things under the rug.
1: Yeah, I did. No question, that was exactly. <laughs>
0: I think I wanted to express express my feelings, and you're like, so I don't want to hear them. <laughs> yeah, that's
1: that's true. That's true. I so I think it
0: man. like probably depends on number one the situation and your personalities also like, and. And whatever the situation is going on depends on how you feel about... Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think, exactly. But think about when we were dating. Like, we talked all the time. We talked all night. We talked about everything. I wanted to get to know everything about you. You wanted to get to know not everything about me, but a, a, a little bit about me. <laughs>
0: everything. No, I'm just, <laughs> um,
1: but, but you communicated and you just were very... We were very, very engaged. And so... You know, why does that often happen when people get married and time goes by? It just seems like...
0: It's it's what we talk about a lot. It's called you quit wondering or you, you think you know your spouse. You're just like, I already know everything about you. I don't need to know anything else. And we like think in our mind, like, I don't need to talk to you about this. I already know the answer. I already know what you like. I already know all these things. But... Like, people change so much so often, even our spouses, that it's got to be a constant, I desire to always know all of your new changes and the new things. I, You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, How you're like, feeling, what you're if thinking. With your feeling, what you're thinking. Like, I don't know. The world is always changing around us, which makes our ideas about stuff always changing, too. So you have sure. to, I think the key to this is staying curious about your spouse. And just, like, you can't get to that point where you just think you know everything. I like anymore. that
1: word, curious. I think that's You have a great, to stay curious. I think that's a great word. Yeah, wanting to get to know about your, continuing to get to know about your spouse. And that's, where boredom, that's where boredom
0: comes in when it comes to communication because we're just not curious anymore. We quit, like when we're dating and we first fall in love and we're first married, we're so curious about them. Like we're curious about our life together. We want to know all the new things and how we're going to do things together and all these things. I mean, it takes years to really get to know somebody. So even when you're first married or however long you were dating, there were so many questions that you asked each other. And then a couple years into marriage, you're like, oh, uh," it just kind of dies down. Yeah. Because you stop being curious about each other. And that's when conversation and communication get kind of boring.
1: Amy and I had a conversation on our date night Friday and it was a deep conversation that probably I shared some things that maybe she didn't know and...
0: And
1: we did? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, it was a really, uh, yeah, was a really good That's conversation. Right. And it was just awesome to have that. And I felt like it even brought us closer together. And I was burying some of my, I guess, insecurities or things like that to her. And, and uh, so just having those deep conversations can really bring you closer together pretty quickly as well. So,
0: mm-hmm. um, so wait, I, that's this is the important part of the app where why we created the conversation starters, which was one of the most popular things on our app, because even after 20 years, there's so many things we haven't talked about. So we're going to try and do better, especially with our next app update that we're working on to have lots of more conversation starters, new ones, keep them fresh and exciting, J- you know, so you just never run out of things to talk about, because even if you ask your spouse, like, say you. Talk right now about all those conversation starters. In six months, a lot of those answers are going to be different. For sure. So we have to remember that you can keep the sparks alive in your marriage with talking as long as you stay curious.
1: Yeah, we get a lot of people saying, man, I never even knew that. We were talking about things we didn't even know about each other. and We've been married a long we, time. And, so.
0: and of all people, we've gone on date night probably religiously every Friday night or, or once a weekend night for probably a good 10 years now since we really pushed date night hard and the importance of our marriage. And they, we still have conversations all the time that are brand new to us. Mm-hmm. And I learn things about you all the time. I'm like, we've been married 20 years. So I think it's all just like in your mind. Like you can't think you know everything.
1: Yeah, keep asking questions and getting to know your spouse. Um, the next sign that you're maybe falling out of love is, you know, no emotional or physical connection. I think...
0: Aww. You That's look so sad.
1: Well, you look at a lot of marriages and like they're, you know, I always compare and, and you'll see kind of a theme here, but I always compare everything back to when you were dating, when we were dating or when couples are dating, they're holding hands, they're cuddling, they're, they're kissing, they're close to each other. They're really showing their affection for one another. Mm-hmm. And then you get married and that seems to stop, you know, no more opening the doors and, and doing those things. And... You know, also, you know, the sexual intimacy, obviously, you know, when you first get married, you're probably making love a lot. It's exciting. And I think couples just fall into a rut where they have no or very little desire to be affectionate with each other. They just kind of, you know.
0: And and let's just keep this one out of the bedroom. This is just um, emotional affection during the day on a daily basis in your life like that. That is so important to keep exciting even just exciting like like you say like I walk by like like yesterday I was in the bathroom doing my hair and even just you brushing like walking past and brushing my back or like grabbing my butt or just those little tiny things like show that like you're still like, like
1: dang girl you look <laughs> fine
0: like it just comments like you got to like do those little things that make each other feel alive for sure in your marriage you know and yeah, we're not just, even talking about, like, the sexual intimacy. These are just the simple little things that you can still tell that your spouse is attracted to you, that still desires you, that you you still crave each other. Like, that's important to have that.
1: Yeah, for sure. It's
0: important to have that.
1: Um, I think one of the other signs is that they just, people don't have interest in spending time together. It, amazing, it amazes me how many couples, and it's totally okay to have your own interest, but it's amazing how many couples, like... The husband's going and doing his thing, and the wife's going and doing her thing, and they literally don't spend, other than being at home for a little bit, they literally don't spend any... If
0: they're even spending time together at home. Yeah. They might be doing their own thing in the house. They might
1: be on their phone or whatever, but it's amazing how, like, people are just so into their own things that they don't even spend time together, and I go back. Like, when you're dating, you go have fun, you go on picnics, you go hiking, you go biking, you just... You're watching you movies. You're doing all these things together, and you want to be doing those together. So, why is it that when you know we we get married, we kind of just go our separate ways and find our you know find our own hobbies or interests? Which again, it's okay to have our own hobbies or interests, but I think people intentionally pursue their own things to get away.
0: <laughs> I'm just laughing because I think. That a lot of things we do when we're dating are just like I just want to impress you. Yeah, I love That's to right. do Put that. On the show. Sure, I'll do it. I'll tell you a quick story. Like, so we went yeah. to Moab, and of course I was gonna be like, whatever you want to do. We didn't know each. We hadn't known each other that long, and so he's like, let's go mountain biking. And I have like no leg muscle. Like I'm the skinniest wussiest person alive. So I'm like, yeah, that would be great. That sounds so much fun. And he takes me on this trail. It's like, what's it called? The Slick Rock. Slick Rock. Slick Rock Trail. That's not no easy trail. Like, I've never been on a mountain bike before. And I'm just, like, going to do anything that you want me to do. Because I'm just, like, (laughs) just totally trying to impress you. And I got on that trail. And I was, like, I'm going to flip and die. Like, seriously. I cannot do this. I'm going to embarrass myself so bad. And, like, literally I was, like,
1: Praying to God that oh, something my would
0: gosh. happen, and your <laughs> chain broke. Literally, like five minutes into the ride, my chain broke, and Nick's like, "Oh, that's too bad." Yeah, we're not gonna go do this ride right now. And I was like, "Thank you, my prayers <laughs> answered." Anyways, what I'm my whole point is that we went and played golf, which is something I much rather do, or whatever. But my whole point is like, I think when we're dating and first falling in love, that we do things that to try and impress each other, and then once we get married. Right, like, got you. I, I didn't actually didn't really like to do that. Now that we're married, I'm just gonna be honest with you. <laughs> so true, <laughs> so
1: true. Right? Yeah.
0: So I I think, <laughs> and yeah, it would be nicer if we were more honest. But I think it's just natural instinct to like try and like impress people. You know, I mean, especially oh, someone totally. you're gonna marry, right? Totally. So, like, like you, you kind could... of, kind of, like lied to me about being a really good cook. Yeah. Even I though did. you like said you weren't, you, I took you serious. Like I shared in the last podcast. So. Like those kind of things. And so it's human nature. I just think that what happens when we get married is we, we're we a little more like, okay, I don't really love that. I kind of love this. And well, you never told me that. I don't really want to do that. I'm not into that. And I feel like once you're married and those those kind of, I need to impress you, sparks die down a little bit, then people have a tendency- Settle down. They to don't... kind of like go their own. Okay, this is actually what I like. Well, that's fine. You go do that. I'll go do this. Because you lose that, what's the word like that real desire to like always be together
1: yeah for sure but if you look at happy couples in general you'll see that happy couples love spending time together they do activities that they can do together um -hmm. whether it's you know riding a bike or hiking or you know whatever they're they're wanting to be together yeah. Instead of instead cool. of being apart.
0: And so that's what's so important about if you've been married a long time or you kind of feel like this in your marriage that you're just like, ah, oh, we just don't have the same interests. We're just not having fun together anymore. You have to sit down and talk about this and come up with a solution. Like, let's find something that we both really want to learn how to do or that that sounds fun to you. And let's try this together. Let's try and find something that is fun again. Mm-hmm. Because like we talked about in our other one, it was it's so important to just have fun and to, you got to get to that friendship. To Fun and it. laugh
1: and enjoy each other. I totally agree. Um, the next one is when couples don't attempt to resolve any conflicts. <laughs> if you, you know, I mean, some sometimes it's tough. But if you aren't making any attempt to resolve a conflict between each other or you're basically sending a message to your spouse that I don't really care if we have a conflict. Yeah. Like our marriage isn't important enough to fight for or to resolve those things, I think that's kind of what message is being sent when you're not caring about resolving a mm-hmm. conflict. It's like, Conflicts. hey, I, I, don't, I don't care about our marriage enough to worry about resolving this. And you kind of just, you know, people detach and kind of just go their separate ways. The problem is, is that compounds. It gets worse For and sure. worse and worse. And then you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, if you're not, you know, if it's not important to you and our relationship to resolve this, why yeah. is it going to be important to me? And then you kind of just go... Mm-hmm. Do your separate things, and everything just gets worse and worse.
0: Absolutely, conflicts have to be resolved. Like, yeah, I don't even know how to add to that. That's perfect because. But I think they on build the, up.
1: On the flip side, when you're dating, if you had a conflict, you immediately was like, "Hey, what? You know, what can we do to resolve this? Like, I this this relationship matters to me."
0: We never had a fight when we were dating.
1: Uh, that that's true. <laughs> we're probably. One of the few people, yeah. Well,
0: it's because we didn't date long enough. (laughs) That's
1: probably true. But that's another subject.
0: Our first year of marriage was pretty much like dating for most people. Because we got married four four months after we met. So I felt like our first year was like really getting to know know each other. other. And so, like usually it takes some time to like... For relationships to like start getting into stuff like that, like fighting and stuff, but we definitely had a couple little things. It was more disagreements with the way we raised, things, expectations. But yeah, like I felt like we did a really good job at saying, "Let's get over. It. Let's figure these things out now." Yeah, I, I care no about you. There's no reason it should so. be pain later if we can figure it out now.
1: For sure, for sure. All right, now um, I think I think that was it. Um, I think, you know, also obviously being not concerned with your spouse's feelings, which kind of, we just covered a little bit, but there, but obviously if you're not showing concern for your spouse's feelings, it's going to cause a lot of issues as well.
0: Yeah.
1: But let's, let's talk about the reasons couples fall out of love. Um, why, why do you think couples fall out of love? What are you, what are some of the things that you feel like, um, cause people to fall out of love?
0: What well, kind of ones we just already talked about, but I would have to say, well, number one is they quit prior- prioritizing their spouse. Like, like you have to, life gets busy, it'll get stressful, and it's so easy to just be like, well, I'll talk to you at the end of the day, and then you're too tired to talk. Like I just, people really need to say, okay, how do we prioritize our marriage this week? Even just to make little simple goals or today or this week or this month and like sit down together and be like, these are the nights we're going to do date nights. These are the nights we're going to climb to bed early. These are the nights we're going to go on a walk and have a really good conversation together and see where we're at. Like whatever that, this is a day where we're going to go have fun. Even if it's just one day that month, we're going to go spend a few hours just having a total blast together. Like it's so simple, I think to just, set some of those simple goals to really prioritize yourself. And we
1: talked about this, I think a couple podcasts ago of just getting your priorities in line. And I really think this is one of the things that a lot of people go through and cause them to maybe fall out of love is just getting your priorities out of whack. In fact, I mean, we experienced that in our marriage where Mm -hmm. our priorities got out of whack and it was totally my fault, but where you You know, for I I think for the average couple, like we talked about, the average Christian couple, they're going to put, you know, God first, their spouse, their marriage second, um, the kids or the work, you know, Mm -hmm. third. Obviously, the family comes into the second one. And then, you know, just, you know, kind of those things down the line. If things start getting out of whack and all of a sudden work becomes number one and mm-hmm. kids become number 2 and your spouse or you know hobbies become number 3 whatever it is if those things get out of order and your spouse or your family but primarily your spouse are getting put down the list mm-hmm. your how could your marriage not suffer
0: it'll absolutely suffer so i think
1: mm-hmm. being being realistic and being honest with yourself about okay where am i prioritizing my marriage in you know these numbers mm-hmm. is it is it number two is it behind god is it number five like really where am i at and i think you know again that can really cause couples to lose that connection
0: absolutely and it's not about like the hours in the day like i if i put my spouse first you get this many hours the kids get of course the kids are going to take up way more of your time work's going to take up the most amount of your time like that's normal it's just in your mind where are you putting your spouse and if your spouse is a priority that means during your eight-hour work shift you're gonna think about them maybe even like give them a quick phone call or a quick text telling them you're thinking about them. that's showing your spouse that they're number one just simple things like that
1: I like that you're exactly right um, I think having different goals you know different goals as well too and this kind of falls into you know the priorities a lot of times I think when we're younger we we're dating We first get married, we don't have the kids. Sometimes our careers aren't necessarily set. Um, You know, our goals back then, we maybe we don't really know what our goals are yet. We're trying to figure things out. But I think over time goals change and when people start getting different goals or things that they're working towards and they don't align, it's really easy to, you know, get that divide as well.
0: And that's where communication comes in. Making sure that your goals are in line. And if if you have different goals, that's okay. Just make sure that you're supporting each other and finding that balance. Because life really is... And and the priorities and the time and all those things are all really just about finding a balance together.
1: For sure. I think, too, some of the reasons couples fall out of love, I think one of the biggest is family and kids. You know, before you have kids, you were focusing 100% on each each other. other. Mm -hmm. Second kids come into the picture for a lot of people... And I think especially women, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they'll have a tendency to put the kids first.
0: Absolutely. We get that all the time from couples. Like my wife, wife, we get messages from husbands. My wife never has time for me, always too tired for me, always puts our kids first. It's killing our intimacy. It's killing our marriage. Like we get messages like that all the time. And that's, that's a really big problem. It is. It's a really big problem. But you can see how easy it is to happen. It's happened to us before. Like husband goes to work maybe wife goes to work come home dealing with kids all night and you are exhausted like it's just that's life so you have to be very careful
1: well and I like what you said earlier it doesn't mean it's not judged by the value of time that you're putting in because we understand like Mm -hmm. if you you know we have kids as well and our kids up. Make up a ton of the time absolutely. especially if it's the summertime
0: absolutely you know, which I, which I want, yeah, my kids are so important,
1: but on certain things, we've made sure that we have time together and our and our marriage is a little bit unique or different than maybe <coughs> a lot of other people out there, but um the key is is you know prioritizing your spouse and and the time to be able to talk and do fun things together, connect, mm-hmm. and also have that physical intimacy absolutely so. Um I think too, one of the reasons couples, you know, can tend to fall out of love and I, this is funny. I mean, we've totally seen this, but you know, sometimes spouses just stop caring about themselves. They get married and they oh, yeah. they're like, "Oh, I'm married now. I don't need to do anything to impress her." And, you know, whether it's gain weight or just stop taking care of themselves or exercising or just, you know, don't decide they aren't going to shave for X amount of time, and I'm not saying. I mean, the new style is to have a beard, so I'm not saying that's <laughs> bad. I'm, I have, I've had my times where I've tried to grow one, but
0: hey, some think, women are in love with bearded men, so that's great for them. So I'm not, I'm not
1: saying that that's <laughs> just a way, we know, but,
0: we know what you're saying. Like, but, yeah, take care of yourself. Yeah,
1: take care of yourself. Uh, Find out it,
0: what's attractive to your spouse. That's okay. It doesn't mean they're trying to change you, but what well, you're like. I don't really love this, or I don't really like. I I like this feature. Like I'm gonna keep that. Like you like long hair. I'm gonna keep my long hair. I know you like it. Like and I like it too. Mm -hmm. And if I really want to change it, you would still love me. You don't don't like it.
1: You don't like a gut. So I'm gonna try to keep. I uh, I
0: I don't think any woman's really (laughs) like. I hope my husband gets super fat. Like I just. Like you gotta take care of yourself, I know most couples <laughs> truly love their spouse for who they are, like they really deeply love them, but you fall in love because you're attracted to a certain person, and you want to keep that well, attraction I, there.
1: I'm trying to think of who i obviously I would't say who it was but i'm just, <laughs> Uh-oh. Tr-
0: I'm
1: trying to think of an experience. I remember this guy he's like he's like, oh yeah, man, I, I want my wife to look good, and I'm sitting there looking at him, and I'm like. Really? Dude, <laughs> did you really just say that? Like, you're expecting your wife to look good for you. Have you take a look? You took a look in the mirror lately? Like you, are, you're making no effort to, to look good <laughs> you yourself. Yeah, look
0: like maybe, maybe he's made a lot of effort. Maybe I'm like, yeah, maybe,
1: yeah. So I'm like, dude. Uh, so, so sometimes I think those are expectations as well too. So
0: I think we have to be careful what our expectations are for our spouse. Also, though, like you, you know what I mean. Like the world is so superficial. Like, bodies and looks and all that stuff, it's not going to matter after this life. It's like, And I know that we're, like, attractive to certain people when we get married, and we want them to stay attractive, but everyone's attracted to different people, and attraction is not everything. Like, if you truly love your spouse, do you know what I mean? No, there's but I think an, just same, putting... It's there's still the same balance.
1: There's something, too, about putting forth effort.
0: It means getting dressed. It means still brushing your teeth. It means doing your hair and caring about it. If you're going out on date night. clean, looking nice. If, yeah, if
1: you're going out on date night, at least putting forth some effort to look nice. Absolutely.
0: Right? You want to... You wanna... Stay attractive to your spouse. Whatever that means for your marriage. I'm Yeah, when I'm
1: getting dressed for daylight, I'm like, all right, I want her to be, like, just wanting to rip my clothes off later. <laughs> like, I got a I gotta dress. I'm so
0: sorry I've let you down. That's never I gotta happened. I got a dress
1: to impress. <laughs> no. I've
0: never ripped her clothes off, though. So sorry.
1: That's true. She, Amy has been. You better been,
0: start wearing a suit on date night. That's the only chance you have.
1: Amy has <laughs> been amazing. It's funny. We, we've had some episodes where we've been talking about initiating more and uh we've
0: got a personal joke now
1: she's she's like initiating all the time she,
0: i'm initiating all the time now and it's is. not the way you guys think it's literally like i will say some stupid comment and he'll like look at me and be like is that your way of initiating and i'll just start laughing i'm like i guess <laughs> Like it wasn't even anything to do with that the other night. And he's like, "Is that your way of initiating?" Do you
1: want? Do you want to take the dogs on a walk? Um, is that your way of initiating with me? Yeah.
0: I guess that's a romantic walk. Sure.
1: Oh, uh, that's awesome.
0: I get now. I'm gonna be like, "Will you do the dishes for me tonight?" And well, you're gonna be like, "Is that how you initiate?" That's
1: how you initiate, babe. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, so we're not we're even
1: uh, we're even heeding our own advice, right? <laughs> All right, so let's dive into things you need to do to fall back in love. Yeah, we so, don't want
0: this podcast to be negative. Yeah, exactly.
1: So unless your marriage is like completely dead and you're like, uh, we're done and over, which but obviously you're probably not listening audience to this. is not those types <sighs> of marriages. So the, so the great news is, is there's always ways to turn this around, get back in love I mean like I said Amy, sure. Amy, Amy, about those. Amy and I have done that so we've done it in our marriage
0: dude you guys I'm just gonna be completely honest with you I was so bored with Nick at year 15 <laughs> <laughs> not like bored of you that was I didn't mean it to be rude but like you were in he okay he was doing and I was doing all these things that we just mentioned he was addicted to his business he wasn't paying attention to anything I was asking he never helped around the house I was finding my own interests. let's see, all the negative things I was doing, so it's not one-sided, I was paying probably all my attention on the children, because they were tiny, and I had four of them, and I was working, and I was trying not to neglect you sexually, but sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to, and, and, and I did a lot of things that we say not to do, like, I don't know that I ever faked it, but I definitely wasn't into it, it wasn't like, wasn't creating unity, our sex life wasn't um, bonding us at all, I was just more doing it just like... I guess be selfless and keep you happy, but that's not okay. That's not okay to just do that for you. Like it's for two people to really unite and be bonded, and that was not happening. So when I say we were bored, like we were just we're in a rut. It, we were in a total rut, and we both had some serious issues with communication. There wasn't any listening going on. I finally just gave up with community. I'm like, you don't listen to me, anyways. I don't care. Like we've been there, done all these things, and absolutely.
1: And that's why it just took
0: a little tiny switch to look at our marriage and be like, "Nope, date nights every Friday night now. Oh, I want to take care of you intimately. Like, let's start talking about things. Okay. Oh, you need me to help around the house. I really do. I really need you to pull your weight. Oh, okay. Like those conversations started happening. Everything changed. Everything and, changed. And that's
1: why we do the podcasts is because everything that we're sharing with you are pretty much everything. Um, are things that we've experienced in our marriage. And we've seen a drastic change in our marriage. And so we're sharing the things that we're like, hey, we've made these mistakes. We've been there. We've done that. And here's how we got out. And here's what our marriage is like now. And just all personal experience. You know, we've totally been there. Um,
0: And it's easy to get back there. Like the whole point of this episode is that you'll probably... If you have a good, decent marriage, you'll probably, like, super love your spouse. But are you in love with your spouse? It's different to me. Like, I've always loved you deeply. Like, I've always loved Nick deeply. I haven't always been so in love with him that I'm, like, ex- just I, just the throwing excitement. throwing me against the wall
1: and having your way with me.
0: Well... <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, can you guys tell that's like his deepest desire? No. Like, don't ever fuck with no, it's
1: a No, it's a joke because <laughs> I, had a fam- no, 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 no. I had a family member ask me. You've
0: already shared this. Yeah, so it's a joke.
1: <laughs> Inside joke.
0: It is kind of a joke, even though I think you're really serious. <laughs> Anyways, oh man. Um, Where were
1: you? <laughs> All right, <laughs> I totally got you off guard.
0: Yes, you did. The whole point is that like this whole topic of like falling out of love can happen over and over. And that's why marriage takes so much work because it's easy to let these little things go and to be like, yeah, I like, I love you, but I'm like, kind of not like madly in love with you at this moment. And marriage should be like, I love you so much. And I'm madly in love with you also. Like, I can't wait to be with you tonight. Like yeah. that's, that's like
1: we've been together, ultimate
0: intimacy right yeah, there. Yeah. We've
1: been together 20 years, but I can't wait to be with you tonight.
0: Yes. And that's where we want our marriage to be and this is where we want to help everyone else's marriage to be
1: absolutely so what are the things you can do to you know get that back and i think number one first thing is date
0: always date
1: go out on dates you're going to be talking you're going to be connecting you're going to be getting to know each other better i mean that one simple thing as we wrote an article on that how date night changed our marriage that one thing will
0: it changed our marriage. It, did. it changed our marriage. We have a blog article that says date night changed our marriage. We had little kids. We didn't have enough money to go pay a babysitter and go to dinner and do... Because Nick loves to go to dinner. That's pretty much like a date for him. And like that really adds up. And we weren't financially in that position when our kids were little to go on a date and pay a babysitter. a crap a load of money for four kids. So we let dating go and I was always working... At home, I ran a business, I was always working, so my nights were taken over. like we just did not prioritize that, and that was life changing for us
1: absolutely i think I think that alone was one of the biggest <coughs> things that we did and and it helped so many other areas because when we started dating, we started communicating again and having fun again mm-hmm. and realizing like oh this is this is how we fell in love, you know absolutely. So, I think if you're not having regular date night out there I think that's probably the number one most important thing you can do to get back to where you want to be in your marriage is have that date night and like Amy said again it doesn't have to be extravagant you don't have to you know go do something fun you know go on a hike or a walk or
0: I was just gonna say if you're dead broke from this stupid flipping inflation <laughs> if you're dead broke right now put your kids to bed or just tell them to watch a movie for a couple hours go bond watching a movie in the bedroom, or like you said, going on a walk, or doing something that's cheap and free. You know, get it, you know, a lot of, I, like if you have younger kids, or if you're not in a position to get babysitters, like a lot of people will like do like switches with other friends or neighbors, where you're like, you watch my kids, I'll watch them this night, and then we'll take your kids another night, and do some kind of swap, you know, and with the kids. And, it'll make, it'll make all know? the
1: difference in the world. Yep. Um, We've already talked about this too. obviously get your priorities in order really sit down and assess and say okay Where are we in our marriage? Um, How are you feeling about where we are? What are our priorities? Where are they right now and where do we want our priorities to be? What are our goals? You know use use a date nights or date night to kind of figure those things out and get things back on track and put a plan together Like how do we get our marriage back to where we want it to be? Here's here's you know how I feel Um, You know communicate with each other and listen to each other about what each other needs and what each other wants about how to get get back on track
0: Absolutely, just ask your spouse. How do you feel and how can I how can we make this better? It's so simple.
1: Yeah, and obviously Connect um, Emotionally and physically. I mean there's just sexually. Yeah, exactly
0: sex. Okay I'm just gonna say it sex kept us together those really hard years. I'd never stopped Taking I don't want to say taking care of. That's not really the right phrase. Even though I kind of felt like it certain times, like I was taking care of your physical needs. Like but I was, was also, I was still trying to bond with you. Like I was still trying to get that back, even when the nights that I didn't really want to. It there's is just so, something about it. There's something about sexual intimacy and connecting in that way that you can't Stop. If, if you stop that, there's going to be so many deeper issues that come from it. And so even though we were having some really deep problems in our marriage.
1: Sex is was, still a priority. It was
0: still a priority. I tried to make that a priority for both of us because I knew how important it was in our marriage.
1: I, That's I, I agree. That. I agree. And there will be a lot of people that disagree with us. But uh, if you look at number that kept one of the top reasons for divorce it's infidelity and and uh lack of sexual intimacy mm-hmm. i mean it's just you know it's hard to hear that but that's just the truth so
0: but you still even though when we weren't super connected still we're always taking care of me there was still selflessness on both parts yeah on both parts so i think if the sexual intimacy is healthy it can still be a bond during hard times,
1: for sure, absolutely, and that's usually one of the quickest things that goes away during hard times. For sure, is oh yeah, don't
0: touch me, and, 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 I don't want to touch and, you.
1: And I think spouses sometimes use that as a weapon against the other, you know, the other spouse as well, which makes things you know even worse. So, um, I think I think that kind of covers it. Is just wrapping this thing up, just you know, having date night, doing the in in, in simple reality, just doing the things that you did when you first got married. Mm-hmm. You were dating, you were mm-hmm. communicating, you were being intimate, um, you had your priorities in, in line and you know naturally if you do those things I think it's going to get you back to where you need to be.
0: And a great way to do it is to, to go sit down together, look each other's eyes, get some paper, make a list of all the things that made your dating or your engagement so exciting and then say what, what of those things can we implement back in our marriage to make it fun again. And that's just a really good start.
1: Yeah, I love it. So let us know what you think. Reach out to us. Uh, Email us at, at com. Also check out some of the amazing products we have.
0: Wait, are we're we the- going to announce?
1: We're going to announce.
0: We have something coming out this week.
1: Are we doing that now or in our next episode?
0: I guess we just did it now.
1: Okay. And now let's share it. Absolutely we're going to announce. Yeah, let's share it. <laughs>
0: Well, I think our next... Okay, so we have been working really, really hard on a marriage course. And it is for all of you who have a really hard time talking about sexual intimacy in your marriage. And we... That's like one of the biggest questions we ever get is like... How
1: do I talk to my spouse about this? How do I talk to this? my
0: spouse this? How do I bring it up? How how do we even go have that hard... Because con- we talk about having hard conversations all the time and we are firm believers... That if you can have the sexual intimacy conversations easily in your marriage you can talk about anything so we have just put together a big course
1: with downloadable tons course. of different subjects on everything you can imagine we're going to talk about that the next podcast,
0: and we're going to launch it in a few days if you're listening today some people listen to them way after this is um the end of august 2022 so by September 1st is our goal to have this out, and we just hope that it can help and benefit so many of you in this topic because we believe it is we so know, important. We
1: know it's helped us tremendously. I yeah. mean, we, we implement everything that we talk about in this course, and it has is, is of a game changer for us.
0: So we're going to, that's all we're going to say. It'll be out in a few days. Watch for it if you're listening live, like, right after this launches, and we will talk all about it in our next one.
1: I love it. So stay tuned for that and until next time, we hope you find ultimate intimacy
0: in your relationship.